Hey guys, this is Katie from I Wish I Was Still Sleeping on WXAV 88.3 FM Chicago. And here's my interview with Joey Cape from Lagwagon for the Fat Records 25 Years Tour. So Fat Rec has been around for 25 years. So how's the tour going for you guys and what's it like to be a part of something like this? Well, the tour's been going great. We've actually only done two of the Fat Shows so far. Okay. So, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but it's, so far it's just been awesome. Yeah, cool. We had a Toronto show, and then we had a Halifax show, and we've been doing kind of shows in between that have also been good. And so, so far, it's yeah, it's really great, and to be a part of it is it's kind of hard to put into words. It feels pretty good to be a part of something this long, you know, that's still going, and and all the bands on the tour are just great people, and we're having so much fun. It's only the second show that we've had. We have the third show tomorrow, and I already feel like it's going to be too short. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I'm pretty sure you guys get this question a lot. Where did the band name come from? Lagwagon. Oh, it's, uh, it was something that actually my brother came up with when we were kids. My mom drove a station wagon, and he called her the conductor of the lag wagon. <laughs> and then that was when I was like six years old or something, and it was just something that stuck with me through life. And so, you know, 20 years later, 10 years, whatever it was, when lag wagon started, we had, a, we had this sort of nine-passenger minibus flash van thing that we would tour in, and it broke down all the time. And we, we named it the Lag Wagon because, you know, it was always falling behind. And then we were called Section 8 back then. Yeah, Section 8. Okay. And when we made our first record, we were still Section 8. But we, before we released it, decided to change the name because there was like a gangster rap band, kind of like NWA <laughs> yeah. from Compton as well, called Section 8. And we yeah. were kind of like, ah, we don't really want to mess with those guys. They got their album out first. We'll just let them have it, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and there were a bunch of other bands. There was a punk band from the Pacific Northwest, like poor or something that was called Section 8. And it's just one of those overused names. So made a long name of list and Lagwagon was on it and that's, that was it. That's a good name. Thanks. I don't know. I sometimes think it's not. But, you know, because it's one of those names where you say, people go, what's the name of your band? And you say Lagwagon and they go, what? And you think, <laughs> they're never going to remember that. <laughs> yeah. But what are you going to do? Yeah, true. <laughs> Who are some of your biggest influences, you would say, when it comes to your writing? Because I know you've done a lot with uh, Lagwagon, Me First, and the Gimme Gimme's, Bad Astronaut. Are there all, like, different influences for that, or is it just Yeah, kind of... I mean, you know, and it changes throughout the years, I suppose. I mean, when I was a kid, I was, you know, obviously into the Beatles and Simon and Garfunkel and Creedence, Clearwater Revival, all that, uh, you know, any anything bulky as well and whatever my parents listened to which fortunately for me was a lot of singer songwriter kind of stuff and I grew up listening to that and then when I got a little older you know I mean once I was nine or ten I started listening to metal and then later punk rock kind of came around I'm a pretty old guy but as far as Lagwagon went I mean the, the influences I think that played the most part in the early days were you know bands like Bad Religion like the Suffer album came out mm-hmm. by Bad Religion I remember yeah. thinking I love them. <laughs> wow, you can do you can do this with harmony and melody like like Simon and Garfunkel, but it's punk. Like I just remember thinking this is amazing. And we were really into a band from our hometown that we all actually ended were played in at one time or another uh, called RKL that they kind of created a lot of like the hiccup breaks and the kind of things that we did. I feel like they invented. So there was a kind of a mix of uh, hometown sound bands that we came from, and then bands like Bad Religion that had now. But but with punk, it's kind of always hard to say, and metal, there's just so many great bands. A lot of times when you use influence correctly, it's not directly calculated. It's it's more of a, oh, 
that exists and it kind of goes into your brain and becomes part of your repertoire by accident, really. Yeah. WXAV is in Chicago. I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys have played here a bunch of times. So yeah. do you like coming to Chicago? And, I love Chicago. And what do you like to do when you're in Chicago? Well, I have a lot of really good friends there. So speaking personally, usually hang out with my friends and get drunk. That's awesome. <laughs> That's pretty much what I end up doing. You know, it's kind of yeah. like if I have any time there, I end up at Ginger Inn or, you know, over by Metro, that little bar a friend of mine runs. We hang out with buddies, you know, from bands. I mean, Lawrence Arms come to mind, you know, oh, yeah. really good pals and, you know, yeah. the Alkaline guys, the Alkaline Show guys. But there's a bunch of people I know that live in, the, in Chicago that are just good, you know, really good people. I, I have yet to meet somebody from Chicago that I didn't like. Oh, okay. Well. It's a weird thing, you know, <laughs> and you don't say that very often. Yeah. I mean, I have plenty of friends in New York, but there are people that I have met that I don't like there. Yeah. yeah well. <laughs> and I can definitely say that about Los Angeles, you know what I mean? But Chicago's one of those towns where I kind of get it. I don't know. Yeah. I love the food, obviously the pizza rolls, and it's just <laughs> it's a great city. I've never had a bad time in Chicago. That's so, awesome. knock on wood, I hope this isn't the first. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll see, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm super stoked to see you guys next Monday, so I'll definitely pump for that. Yeah, I wish it wasn't Monday. Yeah, right? <laughs> you can't... You can't that's the problem of the week. There's always going to be a always going to be a Monday show. You just hope it doesn't land in a town like Chicago, you know. But yeah, I guess hopefully it'll be good. Yeah, it should should be awesome. I think so. So this is kind of related to one of the other questions, but like, who are you listening to right now that you would suggest to somebody else? Like, hey, go check out this band or go check out this person. Oh boy. Well, I mean, I do. I produce a lot of records, so I end up listening to that kind of stuff, and it's sort of a cop out answer in a way. But uh, you know, yeah. because I, I'm working on it, I'll end up. Listening need that kind of music okay. more than almost anything else. I'm going to do the old cheat and look at my iTunes and like see what <laughs> the latest stuff in it is. Oh man, I I've been listening to this band from Texas called Bob Goblin. Bob Goblin. Uh, okay. I think it was their last record called Love Lost for Blood Lust. Okay. Love Lost for Blood Lust. Yeah, Bob Goblin. That's like my favorite record right now, and it's kind of like hard to explain it's almost like Devo meets Weezer okay meets, meets I don't know they've got a real heavy edge to them and it's really progressive the music's really kind of deceivingly simple I guess that's the way you would say it it's pretty difficult or is it the other way around I always get that wrong deceivingly difficult or deceivingly simple but it basically <laughs> music that sounds simple but when you try to learn it the arrangements are really incredible and songwriting is awesome and they just have a they have their own sound and that record's just amazing. The melodies are so good. I'll definitely check them out. So I, this is kind of, I don't know if it's like a complicated question. So you've juggled a lot of projects like with Bad Astronaut, Me First in the Gimme Gimmies, and Lag Wagons. How do you manage that? Is it just like a big time management thing or kind of what you're feeling well, at the most, time? I'm, other than Lag Wagon, I mean, Me First in the Gimme Gimmies hardly ever do anything. One tour a year, maybe, and it's yeah. usually pretty short, and because it's hard to get everybody together. Mm -hmm. Bad Astronaut, it's even less. You know, Bad yeah. Astronaut. Every few years, we do something, and we've done so little that it it just doesn't count. You know, yeah, and I get you. the other things I've done are similar. The only other thing that the only other thing besides Lagwagon that's time consuming that I do is solo stuff. Uh, or, yeah. You know, I have a new. I have a new record coming out in September, and I have a tour mm -hmm. right after this, like five weeks, and I that. I do a lot of, I mean, lag wagon tours, and that's just 
so I don't have to get a real job. And, well, I mean, <laughs> I love it, but yeah. you know, the other bands in general has generally always been a reaction to just this is what I love to do. And yeah. if the band's going to take breaks, I, you know, I can either with, I have no credentials to do anything else. I can either go back to. I guess painting houses. I did that before the band, <laughs> oh, man. which is a great. It's a great line of work, and yeah. I love it. But you know, it's also really great to play music. Yeah, stuff. It you know, like... I, it's just one of the. That's why that always seems to happen. But I do really like doing the um, acoustic thing. You know, just it's sort of the opposite in many ways of what I do with Lagwagon, and I think it gets to the soul of a song kind of quick, quicker and more in a more pure way. And so, I like doing that, and do do a lot of that. Yeah, you just answered my it's next question, to manage, too. So whenever Lagwagon's not working, you know, kind of the answer, really. <laughs> so I got uh, one more question for you. So we're a college radio station, and I wanted to ask your opinion on college radio, uh, what you think about it, if you think it's important for the music industry, and if you've had any personal experiences with any college radio stations. Yeah, I actually had a show for a little while when I was in college at a place called Sonoma State University in Northern California, and I can't remember their call number. It's so long ago. I mean, so lame. i got to figure that out someday. And I used to do, like, kind of guest stuff on a place, another one uh, another college that I went to for a while like a junior college kind of got called the callers were Kager like KGRG or something really KGGR or something I don't know that one had a really lame name <laughs> Kager <laughs> perfect for college right yeah um, I think it's, it's always been a really valuable source for music I mean you know it's it's obviously very different now with streaming and the way things are I mean radio is is a completely different animal. It's, it's a much smaller part of the equation. But certainly in the early days, when you had mainstream radio that, that went off billboard charting and this sort of thing, even if it was specialized, it still mattered what records sold. College radio stations generally have independent shows where people play what they want to play. And there might be like a program director, but the program director is usually pretty cool. And I discovered so much music in my life from listening to college radio. So, you know, in my hometown, there was a punk show that I would listen to. It was like 1 a.m. on Sunday or something. But, you know, I would stay up for it and always discover new bands through this girl, Beth, I haven't seen in 20 years, you know. <laughs> but I remember her and remember how cool her show was. And my bands would go play it. And we used to play, there was regular college stations that we would go play to, you know, uh, in-house performance there. And, it's always been cool. I, I, it's, it's hard to really know what the state of it is nowadays, other than when you know I do interviews every once in a while. But we don't, we don't. I don't hear about it as much as I used to. But I imagine it's still equally important. I mean, there are people on campuses, you know, and they listen to you, and that has to be a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do my own show. I do a, a punk show, obviously. And cool. there's also this thing. They started doing College Radio Day, and we're one of the stations who are in charge of it. So it's like the one day all the stations come together, and they try and play all their interviews and try and do all this cool stuff to try and still say, you know, College awesome. Radio is still alive. Kind of like Record like that. Store Day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Great. Yeah. So what I think is that? the first week of October. I'll be on tour in the States and in the first week of October. I'll have to like oh, that'd be awesome. see if there's any way to honor it somehow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, How maybe, cool. Yeah, maybe you can come through here if it'll work out or something. I'll have to figure out where the date is and figure out where we are. Okay. That's neat. Cool, cool. 
Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to me. Um, well, I hope you guys. Uh, well, thank you so much. Yeah, I hope you guys have a good show tonight, and I'm definitely stoked to see you guys next Monday. So if you're at your booth, I'll come say what's up and everything. Yeah. So get a picture you and whatnot. All right. Well, you have a All good right. day. All right, Katie. Thanks. Thanks. See ya. See ya.